Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales of Bidel. And it's episode 129. Mm, very exciting. Very exciting. 129, that sounds like a lot of numbers. It is. It is a lot of it's numbers. It's a lot of numbers, yeah. Well done, yeah. well done. We got here, we survived. We're happy. Things are different this week. I know, it's weird. The very important thing that we have to say is that it's spooky month. Yay! It's October. Yes. Spooky, spooky, spooky. All of the pumpkins. Hooray forever. Sinead is very excited by this. I'm very excited by Disturbingly this. Disturbingly excited. Yeah. Exactly dressed as a pumpkin as we're recording. It's Absolutely. Very weird. I dressed my cat up as a bat today and it was amazing. <laughs> and you still have eyes left. <laughs> yeah. so. Django's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> That's true. I'm, yeah, if you tried to get into that Lula, you would not be alive right now. <laughs> Lula, I tried to put the bat costume on her. She backflipped off the table yeah. away from me. I can mm. well imagine that. The, the other weird thing is that we're sitting in different positions. Yeah, I mean, everything is very weird. I'm not in the same place and I don't like it. I don't like change. <laughs> We like our routine. We always sit in the same place at Nick's table in the same chairs. But then this week we've changed chairs and we've changed microphones. So the sound the world should has gone be... topsy turvy. <laughs> the sound should be fine. It may sound a little different because we're using our special mics because our normal mics are just being evil. Just to being us. bastards. And these are wireless mics so we can play around. And exactly. Quite... Yeah. I might run around the house for a bit. Good. Good. Well, how are you in this wonderful, spooky feeling of things? I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm not getting the spooky so far. Oh, do you need help? Yeah. So... Do you need my help, specifically? Uh, specifically, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone needs your help specifically, because it generally gets quite traumatic. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> well, but I, I'm, hoping it, I'm hoping it will come. It, it, I think will... the spookiness will, will gradually descend. Give it time with my help. Exactly, give it time. And my insistence. Yes. And my and pumpkins. And your tiny pumpkins. <laughs> your tiny pumpkins. <laughs> Uh, any poisonings this week? Um, n- no. I had a very bad coffee yesterday on the way to Birmingham. You yes. had to go to Birmingham? I went to Birmingham, yes, indeed. But uh, probably one step down from poisonous, I feel. Just one step down, not quite poisonous. Not quite poisonous, oh. just deeply upsetting. Oh, right. I thought you were saying, like, it's actually below poisonous. Like, you'd rather be poisoned than have that coffee <laughs> No, again. no, that, that coffee level. Probably poisonous. Just wasn't quite, wasn't a deadly. Like a gas station? Yeah, one. exactly. It was it was a service station sort of coffee. Oh, that's right. Type thing, which is, yeah, it's never good. <laughs> you imagine if someone made it for you and you went to that office, you were like, Bleh! Bleh! <laughs> This is piss in your face. <laughs> 
I can well believe that yeah, you would do I'm, that. I would do that. I've done that in the past. Didn't do it on this occasion. <laughs> Who did you do that in the past to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was me. It was you. That's why I can't you see You called right. us a Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm blind in one eye. Good but you good. learnt. I did learn. So there we go. It was worth it. Well, speaking of teaching our friends a lesson about how to pour your drinks and terrible, terrible retributions for bad things, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us. So this week we have Danette Steiner. And Jenny Pierce Butler. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, you sexy, sexy Patreon subscribers. Marvellous to have you on board. And thank you to everyone who has upgraded from Arstic Aficionados to Cyanide Connoisseurs, the mm. extra level tier, where all your special super packages are out in the post, people. They're coming to you. It's a good month to join Patreon. Beginning of the month's always a really good time to join Patreon. Uh, but as it's spooky month, I've gone mad with extra yeah. content. So there's going to be some extra, extra stuff on Patreon this month just because I like the spooky shit. Yeah, I keep on getting messages from, from Sinead going, I've written a story and I've recorded a story <laughs> and now I'm writing an opera and, <laughs> and I've got a three-act play going. Come on. I'm like, sure I'll okay. finish all of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No brother. So you've got some uh, short story coming out this weekend, a short story reading. There will be little live sessions with me and Nick that we're planning, maybe mm. involving some crafts. Maybe some uh, out and about episodes that we're thinking of. And I'm trying to write something fun as well. And we shall we shall see how that goes. Yeah. Well, Nick, are you ready? Yes. To drink cocktails and talk about poison? Oh, yes. Or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. No, I'm on a roll. You are on a roll. Yeah. You are drinking like there's something you need to forget. <laughs> That's always something I need to forget. <laughs> you are drinking like a woman with a past. So very true. Should we go with the first one? Yeah, well, I'm a woman with a past. Yes, that I bet you need a drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you need to forget. You need to forget the darkness that preceded you. That man who didn't invite you to the cotillion. Always you're a southern belle. Yeah, I know. I don't What's know going on why. <laughs> if the club fits. <laughs> Shall we go with the first one? Whatever that one was, yes, absolutely. Let's absolutely. Let us drink cocktails, talk about poison. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is my story again this week, but obviously we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. My story, so my pick. Mm. And this week's secret ingredient is... <laughs> well, you, you've gone with the spooky, I'll give you that. A witch! A witch. A witch. A witch. <laughs> She's a witch. Yes, it's October. It's a witch. It's a witch. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't done a witch we before. We didn't know when you messaged me those. I thought, ooh, have we done that? We've done a ghost before. We have done a ghost. We haven't, we haven't done a witch before. No, we've done a black cat. Have we? We did. We Ooh. did a cat last last Halloween. So with a witch mm. as the ingredient, the inspiration. The inspiration. What have you come up with? Well, there are a lot of witchy cocktails out there. Are there now? Well, there, there are. There are a lot of Halloweeny themed sort of yes. cocktails, which are probably not very nice, to be honest. No, the kind of things that you're going to serve that up. You're going to do in a, in a in a party in a big cauldron type thing, or they look red or green. Yes. So they're oh, they must be a witch. Because it's got like it's just a glass of creme of the month. So I thought, no, I'm going to I'm going to assume the the Halloweeny witchy cocktails. Mm-hmm. Save and, something for the thirty first. Well, exactly, and go for an actual witchy cocktail. Okay. We're having a cocktail containing a witch. It's actually got compressed witch in it. Right. What? We're having a ultima parola. Ultima parola. Near my impressively weird accents. 
Okay, what is that? Is it French or Italian? No, we're going Italian. What does that translate as? Well, can you work it out? The ultimate witch? No. Uh, parola. Per, per, hmm. Now, if I take the Latin <laughs> and I look at that, I'll remember that I did not do well at Latin, so... Per, though, per, though you did Latin, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> so, <laughs> All I know is a moa mass and that, a mama's a mama's a mama. Yeah, but you learned that from 80 years old, yeah. not, from, not from Latin classes. I also know matomatis, matit, matimus matitis matunt. Only because it's got tit in it. Yes. <laughs> what do you think I did in Latin the whole time? <laughs> Just found the funny word. Oh, yeah. Well, it's put me in good stead now for you to humiliate me on this podcast yeah, absolutely. See, about Sinead... my lack of Italian knowledge. So Sinead went to fancy school and Latin. <laughs> <laughs> and look where it got me. <laughs> so, la ultima parola. Yes, yeah, so, uh, ultima. The ultimate. Yes, so... The, or the end. The end. The, the last. The last. Essentially. The last parola. The last. Po Polaroid. The last, yes. The it, last it, picture. Uh, the last picture. The last no. pagoda. It no. sounds like that. <laughs> it begins with a P. B does, it, does the translation begin with a P? No. Shit. <laughs> this is all I had. Why? Why are you trying to make me guess Italian? I cannot speak Italian. And why am I doing this? But it's got a witch in it. It's got a witch in it. The ultimate broom. No. The end cauldron. The name hasn't got a witch in it. Right, but the cocktail has. The cocktail's got a witch in it. What, what did you do? Okay, I don't know okay. any of this. Italian, <laughs> ultima parola, last word. Oh, God damn it. The last word. In Italian. Because, you know when, okay, it's a really weird knowledge that I have. When you are in Napoleonic battle times. Obviously, as I on, often on, am. On a, on a boat. You, when you got captured, as if you were a prisoner, you would ask for someone, for you get their parole. Which was their yes. sort of acknowledgement that they're not going to try and escape or something, and it is their word. Their parole is their is their word oh. that they're they're a gentleman. They're oh not going God. to they're not going to try and escape, or they they are true to what they say. So you get their parole. Oh, so you let me flounder you, there for about were, five minutes. If you had thought about your Napoleonic <laughs> war knowledge. <laughs> You would have got there. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't think well, about exactly. it, Well, exactly. Apart from today, apparently. Okay, so a last word with a witch in it. Doesn't that have twiggy shit in it? Normally. Normally. Oh, have you relented? I don't know what witchcraft this is. <laughs> but I think it is high time for us to go into the poisoner's cabinet kitchen, stir up the cauldrons and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Well, Nick. Ooh, there are two drinks in front two, of me. Two, two, two drinks. Two drinks. Two drinks. drinks. Well, now a lovely limey coloured one with some lime with a with a with a garnish. With a garnish, I can't fancy. Oh, you've done a garnish, and then a glass of something yellowy, and 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 I'm afraid. Now I have a sneaking suspicion of what this is. <laughs> there is a liqueur that I a liqueur. I don't know if that's the right. Is, is it a spirit? No, no. Well, the, uh, if, if it is what I think you think it is. <laughs> if it is what I think it is. Ah, yes. Malibu. Taboo. Finally taboo, one week. Finally we've got taboo. That's made of witches. No, but one that is famous for having a witch on the bottle. But, 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 before I make my judgments, I think it's time for us to dive in. So this is yeah. the Italian last word. The ultima parola. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Something's come over, Nick. Mm-hmm. Lime. I'm getting lime. Oh, I'm not sure. I smell something suspicious. <laughs> oh, I could drink that by the bucket. That's a very you drink. That is a good drink. 
Oh, I've happen. never seen that smile on Nick's face. 129 episodes. He actually did a full devil I did. smile. I did a full, I actually smile. Like, like Miranda Priestley. So I don't mind that. I think I've been setting myself up that it would be a last word with chartreuse in it. Which it does is such not a, have chartreuse in it. It doesn't have chartreuse, which is a very powerful flavour and you go, meh, meh, meh. Whereas you go, you, blah, blah, blah. You go, meh, meh, meh. But this is a variant on it, which I don't, I'm reserving judgment. Because <laughs> I genuinely don't know how I feel about it. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to venture the guess. Mm. Is there strega? There is strega. Yay! <laughs> now, I don't know if you're supposed to roll the R. It does make it sound a bit Russian. Strega. It's not, it's not Russian. So you brought the bottle here. Yeah, it's a very fancy bottle. It is a very fancy bottle, which we must photo, simply must photograph. Yes, so there is a witch on this. Yeah. There is a witch carrying a broom and some women dancing around with pan, it looks like. And I remember working in a restaurant and someone going, I want the liquor with the witch, the witch liquor. And I'm like, what is this and why have I never heard of it? And they put, I had to point it out on the shelf. It was an Italian restaurant and said, no, it's Strega. But I never tried it. So, but I thought it'd be worth trying just as is. On its own. So what, what is Strega? It is, I mean, it, it is one of your classic sort of herbal liqueurs. Mm -hmm. So it is, probably the closest thing you're going to get is yellow chartreuse. <sighs> it's, it's, it's a very herbal, twiggy, Made from like 70 different botanicals oh type God. thing. Yeah. But Italian rather than French. Oh, good Lord. I'm smelling <laughs> it now. What the hell? So. <laughs> that doesn't smell like chartreuse. That's... No, it's, no it's, it, it doesn't smell like chartreuse, but it's made in a very similar way, but very different, different yeah. things. It smells um, like a cross between nail varnish remover and washing up liquid. I, I'm going to go for slightly it nicer does. things than that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sip it. Now, Jesus Christ. I think that is actually bloody beautiful. It's that is better than shark trees. It's smooth. And that's not harsh. That's not. No. It was a very strong first taste. It's lovely and rounded, and I think it's very smooth. Mm. It's the first time I've ever had it. And it's. Oh, because I was reading about it. When you said which is the ingredient, I thought, ooh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of the ones that have, has come up over the past couple of years yeah. of an ingredient, and I've never bought it thinking, oh, I don't really know what it's about, so should I invest? Because it's, it's 30 pounds a bottle, so it's not overly, mm. it's not cheap. But I thought, bugger it, let's go with it. And you can see I'll be drinking a lot of that. It is an enigma. That's the only way I can describe it. The smell is really harsh to me. Perhaps it's just me. The taste is taste very is. nice. Yeah. It's not that horrible twigginess. It's sweet. It it's is got quite smooth. An, it's all has got a slight aniseedy. And I don't mind aniseed going on, but it's nowhere near as harsh as like an absinthe like or, or a anything or anything like that. Yeah. It's a much much subtler. I'm really I really like that. That is a really interesting drink. I had no idea it was going to taste like that. And again, this is much nicer to me than a normal last word. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I love that. I will have no issue making many of them again. I'm really really impressed with that. That is really beguiling. <laughs> I'm thrown, people. I'm really thrown. Buy yourself a bottle of Strega. <laughs> if you're into your liquors, if you're into your spirits, you need to get one. Yeah. Because even if, you, if you're Chartreuse fans and you'd love it, you will be blown away yeah. by it. That is that is intriguing. I'm not sure how many uses it has in I think cocktails. I mean, anywhere, anywhere you use a Chartreuse, you could, you could use that in, instead. There's cocktails that you with um, whiskey. There's mezcal cocktails out there with this in yeah there's a whole raft of different cocktails with this delicious yeah and a new one and a new one and a new straga means which straga means which yeah are you straga fans if you are <laughs> if you've been a lifelong aficionado of straga tell us about it or if you're going hey, i don't know i don't know whether i should <laughs> go buy it just delve into the witch's den well have you already have you ever visited the city of witches so what? 
Okay, so Strega, made around 1860 in the Italian city of Benevenuto, known as the City of Witches. Back in back in the day, <laughs> couldn't move the witches. About a thousand or so years ago, there was a big old walnut tree that sat on the banks of the river, and it was known as the meeting place for the witches of Europe. Brilliant. Gathered all the witches in Europe gathered at this one tree. That there's one particular walnut tree on the banks of this river. Oh my and god! And the city that grew up around it originally was known as. Malavanito, which and Mala and sort of is well, sort of you have like Malaficarum and things like that, which yes. are all sort of ill omen and things like that. And then when the Romans took it over, that no, oh, that's no good. They made it Benevenito, which is good. <laughs> Bene is 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 good. Whitewash that. So well, yeah, whitewash yeah. all the evil shit out. Christianity, and make, everybody. Uh, make it the good city, but it, is, it has this hey. now reputation. Benevenito Football Club have a witch on their logo. They do. <laughs> a witch and a broomstick on their logo. This chap made Schrager in the city and named it after witches. So what you're saying is we need to go to this Italian yeah, city. Yeah, I think we probably should. For research. Research purposes. And we'll take all our fans with us. And we'll all meet under the walnut tree. Yeah. And if we can't find a walnut tree, we will find a walnut table. <laughs> and we will just sit <laughs> under it. Or just a bag of walnuts. A bag of walnuts. <laughs> bring the walnut bitters and hold it aloft. And it will yeah. be a good day for all. Let's go with that. Marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. Well, with our Le Ultima Perola. Firmly in hand, the last word, Italian style, off to witchy country. Are you ready for a story? Yeah. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Well, we are not going to Italy. Sadly, we're not. No, we are going this week to America. Okay. And if I said America and witches, there might be something that comes to mind immediately. There's there's an an obvious one that springs to mind, it has to be said. Salem, you're thinking? That will be the one that springs to mind. Not doing Salem. Not doing Salem. Not doing Salem yet. Yet. (laughs) It's time will come. No, no, no. We are going to cover one of the most famous American hauntings of all Mm. time that may have covered up a murder and did end up causing a murder. Well, there's murder in there. I'm all for it. Indeed. We are going to Tennessee in the 1800s. And we're going to hear about... The Bell Witch. Not all very good. <laughs> now, do you know the story of the Bell Witch? I know, I know ish. Not, not in detail. I wouldn't be surprised if you say. didn't know all of it. Being yeah. in England, it is a. I don't think it's an overstatement to say that it is a massive bit of American folklore. Oh, I've no doubt. Yeah, very, very famous story. Famous for being reported as fact, as a thing that happened. You've got to imagine it in the same vein as Amityville haunting. Enfield Poltergeist or Blair Witch Project Blair Witch Project Casper Casper absolutely real the good thing the very good thing about the Bell Witch story is that because it happened at just the right time as in it's not so long ago so long ago that we don't have records because we do have records we have records in inverted commas (laughs) but it's just far back enough that we can absolutely rip the piss out of this one if we want to. A great story, a great spooky story with so many angles to it. Everyone has their own version of the Bell Witch story. This is our take on it. In the few years that we have left on this earth, we could tell this story. So I hope you enjoy it. But let's start with the history. Let's start with the Bell family, Nick, okay. because the, uh, the, witch, the witch is named for the Bell family. For Not the... for natural Bell. No, oh. for the family she haunted. Okay. And people have pointed out going, that's not fair. I imagine the, the, the witch had a bell. You just rang it. Every rang time. it to like a big bell, like a like a schoolmistress type bell. To be fair, this witch actually probably it was missing a trick. Did everything else, <laughs> or a big like church bell <laughs> was hanging, <laughs> off, hanging, it. hanging <laughs> off it. <laughs> John Bell of the Bell family was born in 1750 in North Carolina. Now he started out with aspirations of being a barrel maker. I think that's an interesting aspiration. Yes, it's uh, no bearing on the story whatsoever, but I think it's worth including. It's worth including because I love a barrel. I mean, who doesn't that? I mean, it's an interesting aspiration. When I grow up, I'm going to make barrels. 
He did. He trained to be a cooper, but ended up being a farmer. Boring. Oh, that's mm, well, I think he married into a farming family. Farmers need barrels, surely. Yes, he married his wife Lucy in 1782 when he was 32 and she was 12. Yeah. As was the style at the time. It was the style at the time and the family had money, but they had a very happy existence as successful farmers in North Carolina. For about a decade they were there. Let's just not dwell <laughs> on the age thing here. It's horrible. But her tending to the farm, and they would go on to have six children, so... <laughs> but hopefully somewhat later. Probably not, Nick. A Probably little bit, not. A little bit later. Maybe within five minutes of the marriage, is that what you're saying? Ugh. Try and dress it up all you want. Yeah, I'm trying. Now, the family amassed a good fortune and a good reputation through farming in North Carolina, but in 1804, the crop failed, and I think a lot of other people were moving west. They were going west and they thought, this is the time we're going to move west. We're going to move the family. They had three kids at this time. They were going to trek across the mountains of North Carolina into East Tennessee. Now, at first they headed to a place called Barren Plains. That's not a good place it's, to go. It's not. A, yeah. If yeah. you're a farmer. No, it doesn't inspire confidence. That's where off your July's, kids. <laughs> no, no, no. Just next to Barren Plains. There's plentiful meadows. <laughs> <laughs> no, the beautifully, beautifully, beautifully named Red River. Oh, very good. Now, Red River is now known as Adams. It's a town. It's a quite a small town. Oh, I thought Tennessee. it was actual river. Uh, town's called Red River. It was actual river. Let's just go to a river and Why stand don't know? in it. Explain yourself. I did. <laughs> Understand better. <laughs> So they settled in Red River. Okay. They got out of the river and decided, hmm, this land business is better. Red River at the time is a very small town. It's a settlement of good, hardworking, God-fearing folk, Baptist community. John Bell bought a decent house there, plenty of land. He would set up his family there. He would continue farming. He would end up owning 328 acres of Good land. Sizable holding. Yeah, there was one report that said he had a thousand acres. I was like, calm down. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> he would buy up more land, and that does mean buying land from neighbours, some of which who didn't necessarily want to sell and weren't maybe that happy about it. And there were rumours that some of the land maybe shouldn't be used at all because that may have held, may have held Native American burial mounds on them. I don't think that bothered people at the time. No, no. <laughs> I don't think that was a huge consideration. No, exactly. They're like, absolutely fine. We'll just put corn there. It'll be Fine. John was an elder of the Baptist Church, a wealthy man, an honest farmer. No one could contend with him and his plans, and he's a fine standing member of the community. He, he did own slaves. Let's just say well, that too. Yeah. He owned slaves. They didn't like it, I'm sure. <laughs> I imagine not. But the family continued to live an outwardly good and godly life for several years in Tennessee. They tragically did lose one child, Benjamin, mm. in infancy, but otherwise things were very well with the Bells. Until... Until... 1817. So the legend goes, John Bell was out on his land one day when he looked across his cornfield and he saw an animal sitting in the middle of a corn row with the body of a dog but the head of a rabbit. Well, that's an interesting combination. And it's quite a striking sight. Yeah. John takes out his gun and fires at the beast, you know. He's like, oh, I don't need animals on my land eating my crops, <laughs> being I weird. I don't need rabbit-headed dogs on my land. No. <laughs> and every time I read that, all I was doing was the Simpsons thing going, ah, it's the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. Here, Esquilax. <laughs> he shoots at the beast. It vanishes before his eyes. He shrugs it off and goes home. But this is marks the start of the Bell Witch's reign. Mm. That night, the family heard banging sounds all around the farm, banging on the walls, pounding, thudding, 
at doors and at the windows. But every time they got up and went outside to investigate and see who was there, no one was there. No one was there, no one was in the vicinity. There was no one who could have made that noise. So these strange noises start in the house. And then in the days and weeks that followed, people working on the farm began to report sightings of a black dog that was stalking them. That's no regular time. Stalking them as they walked home from the field. The son, one of the sons, Drury, reported seeing an enormous bird sitting on a perimeter fence. This really huge striking bird that was not normal. And quite chillingly, in one of the accounts, daughter Betsy, who would figure largely in the story later, was in the woods one day. And as she was playing, she looked up into the branches of an oak tree, only to see a spectral girl in a green dress hanging That's from a noose fun. by a branch. Yeah. Big dog, bird, you can get away with. Ghostly figure hanging on a tree. Less easy to explain away. Yes. Less easy to get over. Yeah. People also around the farm, neighbours or people who visited, reported seeing dead man's candles. Do you know what that is? No. So it's lights in the dark. Oh, right. In okay. the forest. So it might be a will-o'-the-wisp. Like a will-o'-the-wisp yes, will type thing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So these lights that were moving through the forest coming yeah. towards the farmstead, all aiming towards the farmstead. So it seems like a lot of stuff is going on outside the house trying to get in. Mm. Not gotten in yet. But eventually, whatever was trying to get through the door would break through. As the children started to complain of hearing gnawing sounds during the night, as if rats were chewing at the beds and at the walls. On some occasions, they felt their bedclothes being snatched away by an invisible hand and pillows thrown across the room. They would also hear the sound of chains being dragged across the floor. Dogs fighting each other. This, this very upsetting sound mm. of dogs being chained up and then fighting. And the children would be running back and forth and telling their parents and screaming, as was told in the stories, frightened of all these sounds, but there was no trace of any dogs or any animals there. And then came the whispering. <laughs> the whispering all through the house, the whispering of a woman. Started out as a muttering, not really decipherable, mm. but definitely a voice was starting to come through, or singing, singing hymns. Um. Now, John Bell told his family, he is an elder of the Baptist Church, not to mention this nonsense to anybody. Nope, no, no, no. no. We keep it in the family. Absolutely not. This is all bollocks. Quite right. Nothing's happening. La, 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 la. <laughs> he is very much the archetypal dad who moves into the haunted house and all the kids are like, please, yeah. we're being pulled up the walls and blood's coming from our eyes. But it's such a it, good deal. It's exactly. We got a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> but soon the spirit of the house was not content with merely making scary noises. It begins to get violent. It's focusing most of its attention on Betsy and John himself. Some of the other kids would go unscathed, largely. And so often is the case that a young girl, the young girl in the family, becomes the focal point of the story. Well, what's she done? Nothing. Damn her for going through puberty. Well, that's true. Betsy starts feeling her hair being yanked and pulled by this unseen entity. Her skin is pinched and she feels stabbing pains as if needles are pricking her skin. Around this time as well, John Bell begins to lose all feeling in his mouth. So there are lots of thoughts that John Bell may have been suffering from a neurological or mm. nervous... Well, that, 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 that's like some sort of medical condition, potentially, yes. on that one. There's a lot of things where if you look at his symptoms on paper, it seems like mm. that there's something maybe not right with him mm. medically. However, it doesn't explain what's going on with everyone else. No, this is true. Yeah, that they all swear, swear down that this is happening. So John Bell eventually relented and went to his friend and neighbour, James Johnson. 
good proper name that good. is. James Johnson. James Absolutely. Johnson. John Jameson was next door and he wanted nothing to do with this. <laughs> and he goes and he tells them that he is sure he is being haunted by a witch. He is a, a leap to make though, isn't it? It's they're a Bible reading community through the Bible, as many scholars have written about when talking about the Bell Witch. If you read the Bible, you're going to think you're going to either be possessed by a devil or a witch. Yeah. Because they're mentioned so many I've times. I've been cursed. You've been cursed. You've been cursed. And he says, can you stay the night? He asked James Johnson. Stay the night and witness what's happening. James is a good friend. He stays the night. It's like, it's fine. Don't worry. It's probably all in your daughter's head. Yeah. No, he, he, st- he indeed hears the banging on the walls. He hears the children screaming about being attacked by a beastly entity. And at this point, the, the spirit's voice has grown stronger. And John jumps out of bed and shouts, who are you? What do you want? The spirit's voice reportedly responded, I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but I have been disturbed and made unhappy. Okay. The bell witch has spoken. Right. James Johnson tells the family the next morning when he gets up, having made his assessment, (laughs) writing notes the whole time, like, "Mm -hmm," he said it. It was a spirit, just like in the Bible. He's been a great help. It's definitely a spirit. Definitely a spirit. Yeah. He doesn't give them any solutions about how to get rid of them. Well, he's not a witch expert, is he? Not a spirit expert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're going to come later. They're so going to come later. Hey. <laughs> so the so-called proclamations of the ghost have been embellished over the years, and you can find different reports with mm. people claiming as absolute fact about what the witch said oh, at different times. Enough. This witch, if you listen to everyone, is damn chatty. Oh, I'm sure. She's yeah. <laughs> reciting Shakespeare at some point. And it's a terrifying <laughs> thing at that point. Oh, not, not just Shakespeare, like scripture. All of this comes out. <laughs> It's a terrifying thing to think that on that night the spirit speaks, the witch speaks from beyond, and it's called a witch. But then the different text that people give it, you go, eh. Mm. So in one account it is, I am the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods nearby and the grave was disturbed, my bones disinterred and scattered, and one of my teeth was lost under the house, and I'm here looking for that tooth. That is very specific. It's very specific. It's very specific. For That's it. like everyone has taken every kind of folklore of like you can't disturb bones and yeah. then their teeth and they come looking for that. So they're okay. Bundle it all together. Yeah, that is that is a very niche problem to have. I think another report, which is very Bible thumping. I am a spirit from everywhere, heaven, hell, the earth. I am in the air, the houses, any places, at any time. I've been created millions of years. Oh, that's impressive. I like that one. That's quite a good one, that's, actually. That's a good one, absolutely. Someone took the original script and upgraded it. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Def- that's definitely an upgrade. <laughs> on the... <laughs> but still, it was reported that the witch continued to speak to the family. Now, reciting sermons, scripture. It was said that the witch was able to recite sermons that two different priests in different areas had given that day, and they were able to match up. Where did this scripture, where did this sermon come from? And is reciting the scripture of priests miles away. Miles away. How they managed to work that out, I yeah, don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> no, but it's fact. But it's, it is it's a defi- fact. It's definite, definite fact it's that a, this might have happened. It might well have happened. <laughs> the witch taunts some members of the family, praises others, looks after the others, but is just this cycle of taunting, particularly John and Betsy. In an attempt to protect Betsy, one night the family sent her to stay with neighbours. But on the first night that she is there, the household is awoken by the sound of doors slamming. As they wake up and light the candles, they hear a demonic voice hissing. Betsy, you should not have come over here. You know I can follow you anywhere. 
So yeah. that, that's then that's about Betty. That's not about some tooth in the floorboards. <laughs> that's that's about her. The voice then says, "Now get a good night's sleep." <laughs> Got more haunting to do tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Don't waste your energy. Go to sleep. I'm going to follow you. Just don't be terrified Just, of the ghost that stalks yeah. you everywhere that you go. Now, as I said, some of the children were unharmed, and it was again reported that the wife Lucy was never touched. Not only was she not touched, but the spirit in their chatting said that Lucy was the most perfect woman to walk the earth and the witch would leave fruit for Lucy and also sing hymns to her, which mm. I don't think is the comfort that the witch probably thought it was. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Not, not, not so great, not so great. Here, have some phantom fruit and I'm going to sing to you while you go to sleep. <laughs> Abide with me. Yeah, that's mm. not at all weird and creepy. Not at all. I don't know if she could hold a tune either. That'd be worse, really. <laughs> An out-of-tune witch. My oh, God. God. <laughs> Word was now spreading. John had told, as I said, a couple of friends. Uh, James Johnson. He had told a couple of friends, begged them not to speak of it any further. Just, we want to keep this local. We yep. don't. We want to keep it in the family. This is embarrassing. I'm a church elder. They were like, absolutely fine, mate. Absolutely fine. Not going to tell anyone. You can picture them literally running down the street. <laughs> absolutely. Telling everyone, <laughs> everyone they could find. Yeah, I, I'll do the same. Dishing out the gossip. Yeah. Also, the workers on the farms, workers slash slaves, are on the farm. They've seen spectres, mm. allegedly, oh. and they're spreading rumours and word is travelling fast. So this is now becoming the site of the most horrific haunting. Everyone wants a piece of it. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. There's not much other entertainment right then yeah. and there. No, you're going to go, oh, can we see the haunty house? This brings all the spooky bitches out of the woodwork. To, to the yard. To the yard. <laughs> <laughs> My bell which brings yeah. other boys to the yard. Yep, they are lining up. People who claim that they are witch hunters, yeah. they are witch experts, they will fight the witch. Some just want to turn up with popcorn and just kind of go, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch you fight the witch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, these so-called witch hunters come along to see the witch in action and they weren't disappointed. People would come and question the spirit. There would be the people who would say, okay, I've got some challenges for the witch. Tell me what my grandmother would say to the workers on her farm. <laughs> and the witch would reply, well, your grandmother's Dutch. Not in so many words. I don't no. think the witch actually said this. <laughs> yeah. But replied in the phrases that the right. grandmother would have used. In one case, it's in Dutch or in a Dutch accent. Mm. An Englishman comes to stay with them one time and... Not, the witch not only mocks him in an English accent, but mentions his parents in England. And it later transpires that the witch had turned up at the parents' house across the Atlantic. Across the Atlantic? Well, yeah. Which is, she's corporeal. Exactly. You know? <laughs> she doesn't have to wait for a boat, does she? So, yes. A man called Frank Miles turns up to challenge the witch. I think it's Miles. It might be Mills. Um, seven foot tall he is. Oh, 300 pounds. Nice. And he is a, he is so big, the witch cannot hurt me. I am here to challenge the witch. He's the one who cries the fastest. Oh, he screams yeah. the place down Absolutely. in the middle of the night, running around the room, runs into the forest, never seen again. Yeah. Yeah. No. What did he think he was going to do? Fight the witch. Fight the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fisty cuffs against the witch. Well, he thought he was so big that the witch couldn't hurt him because he'd heard about these pin pricks and needle pricks. But the, the witch can do some shit, apparently. Apparently so. Enough to terrify a big old guy like yeah. that. One of the... Best bits of folklore about this that is contested by some, but others say, no, it probably did happen, is that it reaches the ears of General Andrew Jackson, okay. future president of the United yeah. States. Now, some of the sons of the family did serve under General Jackson. He's heard of the Bell Witch. 
and he wants to see this shit himself. <laughs> Respect for General Jackson, not for many things, but also if he's a spooky bitch, I'm there for it because he is riding down with his entourage. If the reports are to be believed, he is there with horses, with his friends, with a wagon. I'm going to see a witch. I'm going to see a witch. I'm excited. They get towards the property. The wagon stops, stops dead and it's stuck in the mud. Okay, they get out and they're trying to move it and it really won't move, it really won't move. And then suddenly Andrew Jackson says, By the eternal, boys! That must be the bell witch! Yeah. And they're like, it's probably just mud. It's probably just mud. No, 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 yeah, definitely General Jackson. It's the bell witch. witch. Now at this point it is said the bell witch's voice. Oh, right, balls it is. Speaks. (laughs) Says, all right, General, let the carriage move on. I'll see you tonight. If you hear a disembodied voice inviting you in, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. No, he's there for it. <laughs> he's, now, he's loving it. He has fought many a battle. He's like, absolutely, la, 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 la. Gets there. At the farm, one of Jackson's men claims he's a witch tamer. Oh, I've not heard that one before. A witch tamer. A witch tamer. Tame the witch. <laughs> will you now? Will you? He talks about how he carries a silver bullet in his pistol that will not only kill any spirit that came near him, but gives him total protection. Right. As he spoke these words, his body begins to being jerked in different directions, (laughs) battered. He's screaming as he's beaten and apparently literally falls in the way that implies that someone has booted him up the arse and knocked him over. The bell which spoke said there were more frauds amongst General Jackson's men they stay there and then it's just, it's so ridiculous, this, this story, that people go, what? No, yeah, no. no. not convinced. <laughs> there is every likelihood that, De- that General Jackson did turn up because this is a famous haunting mm. story and he was like, I want to see this. They would eventually leave the farm. Two uh, quotes are attributed to General Jackson. One of the most famous is, I would rather fight the British at New Orleans than fight the Bell Witch. Okay. <laughs> But also, another account which I prefer is that Jackson said, By the eternal, boys. Again, mm. this is his favourite phrase. I never saw so much fun in all my life. This beats fighting the British. <laughs> Absolute entertainment. Nice. But comedy visits from a future president aside, <laughs> people are paying more attention to the Bell Witch. And if you're going to buy into the folklore of it, the more attention you give to a spirit, the stronger mm. it's going to get. The stronger mm. it's going to get. It's fulfilling every purpose that it wants. And she's not going to relent in her torment of Betsy and John. And she reveals in her various chats with everyone who comes in. (laughs) Various and many, many chats. Many, many chats, like Coco by the fire. She says Mr. Bell is a bad man and announces she intends to kill him. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So... We're into the 1820s now, and it's over the course of several years that these hauntings have continued. Mm -hmm. But John is now falling into ill health. He's about 70. The paralysis of his mouth is getting worse. He seems to be having seizures as well, which all points to a medical problem. Yeah, I mean, okay, 1820s, a man in his 70s dies. <laughs> oh my God, it must have been a witch. <laughs> and his daughter could do math. A witch! It, yeah, yeah. But, 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 okay. but, it's okay. I'm not, I didn't build this all up as that an old man died. Murder is afoot. Go with me. Okay, I'm it. going there. The witch is laughing and struggling and stealing his shoes as well, because that's really going to send you to your grave. My feet. Things came to a head in December 1820. John fell into a coma. His family are monitoring him and checking him. And then in the morning, he's dead. He's dead. John is gone. What is said to have happened is that a vial of black liquid is found next to him that was not seen by the family. It was not placed there. They're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> they give some of it to the cat. Mean. <laughs> yeah, not ideal, but better than Betsy. The cat jumps in the air, falls down dead. <laughs> Okay. So that's bad liquid. That's, that's bad. They also allegedly throw it on the fire and it burns blue. Ooh, fancy. Mm. Now, again, the reports would be that the voice has claimed the, the witch has said she's given him the poison. But John is dead. Now, he's been ill, but all the family talk about this vial of something that has been in the house that was not there before. So hang on to that. Okay. The good thing is, is that huge funeral huge funeral for john bell people from all over the county attending including the bell witch who was laughing and sang drinking songs throughout Excellent. the proceedings i'm liking her more oh yeah yeah she wouldn't stop singing until the last mourner had left the grave site she had a big repertoire <laughs> with john dead the bell witch then only had betsy left to torment her anger seemed to be a strange form of possessiveness or very particularly aimed at Betsy. While she'd been tormenting her, it was that Betsy was engaged to a man called Joshua Gardner during all of this process, had become engaged with it, and the bell witch didn't like that one bit. Okay. Tormented Betsy so much that she broke off the engagement to Joshua Gardner. And around the time that this engagement is broken off and the death of John Bell is when the witch steps back. Um. Seems to dissipate. Witch seems sated. And again, as folklore would say later on, that the witch told Lucy, the wife, that she would disappear for seven years. That was it. She was done. Because John was dead. Right. Betsy was not going to marry this man, Joshua. And so all of the activity suddenly stops around the Bell family. Okay. I know you're nodding along as in, like, this is bollocks. Well, I'm thinking if you're, if you're a witch, if you're a spirit, haven't you got better things to do? Well, according to the legend, the Bell witch did come back seven years later to the Bell home. Had a chat with John Bell Jr. 
uh, one of the sons about spiritualism and various events of the past few years. Again, people gloss over this going like they had a chat about the wars and what did I miss kind of thing. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then again, vanished after three weeks and said they would not return for 107 years. Oh, Mm, so all these prophecies and they, yeah. uh, they would haunt the Bell's descendants. Now, it's not known whether or not the Bell Witch did turn up. I was going to say, so that, well, that'll be sort of like 1930s. 1935. 1935. We don't know whether she made yeah. an appearance, but John Bell Jr.'s grandson, the great-grandson of John Bell, Dr. Charles Bell, did publish a book in 1934 all about the Bell Witch. Like, ooh, she may be coming. <laughs> she oh, might, she coming. She might be. She might be bad now. She might be. Oh, she might be. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. In the interim years, when she stopped tormenting the Bell family, it was said that the witch retreated to what is known as the Bell Witch Cave near to where the original house was. Mm -hmm. That place is the site of many hauntings, has been for many years at the time and ever since, and is now an attraction that people can visit today. Mm -hmm. Apparently, for a very long time, you couldn't take a photograph there. When you had traditional film cameras, right. photos would mess up. Oh, it just wouldn't come out. Yeah, they wouldn't come out. People have heard voices that have saved people from the, the cave. There was this sort of again urban legend I, don't, I, don't, I think actually it was a well someone said but someone said same thing urban <laughs> someone, said, yeah, someone said that a young woman said that she went to the cave and she had a candle it blew out she was guided out of the cave and there were actually two vagrants who were in the cave who were about to attack her and she felt the bell witch had actually protected her and moved her away okay. uh, there's also a story as well that betsy was playing there one time as a child and like a boy had gone in there got stuck and the bell witch pulled him out okay. yeah, and you're like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so all family members moved on after the main haunting period they give their own accounts of the hauntings over the year insisting that it's true but that is the main period of time of the mm. bell witch's haunting now the story would be reported in the media years later as fact Absolute fact. Absolute Some fact. changes to make it more sensational. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. One article from the Saturday Evening Post, reprinted in smaller papers, made much fun of the story, talking about this haunting, but directly accused Betsy of being the Bell Witch. Oh. Said that she had been throwing her voice, that she had been acting up, she'd been doing all of this stuff. If she's the centre of attention, wouldn't it make sense mm. that she was making it up? They say it in a very kind of cast-off, derogatory way. They had to retract that story because Betsy threatened legal action. Good for her. Yeah. She maintained that she had nothing to do with the haunting, but that it had taken place. Taken from one of the books, An Authenticated History of the Bell Witch, which is one of the very famous books about it, <laughs> uh, where you're like, authenticated? Authenticated really? by whom? By, by, by the Lord. By, by the witch. <laughs> by the witch. It said, Betsy had submitted to any and every test that the wits of detectives could invent to prove the theory and that all the stratagems employed served only to demonstrate her innocence and utter ignorance of the agency of the so-called witchery and was herself the greatest sufferer of the affliction. Mm. Okay. So in the years that followed, a nice twist again to add another definite murder element to it. Okay. Which we'll, we'll come back to the murder of John Bell. Uh, okay. In 1868, two men named um, Tom Clinard and Dick Burgess were standing in court charge with the murder of a man named Smith. The pair had been working with Smith, chopping wood for a local man in Red River, later Adams, working, tilling the land, but they found Smith's behaviour strange and mysterious because Smith had told the men that he was a ventriloquist 
a fortune teller and that he possessed supernatural powers. Nice. These were supernatural powers that he had taken from the Bell Witch herself. Okay. So he is spinning enough of a yarn to say he mm. is the Bell Witch, he has her powers. And the men became convinced he had put a curse on them. They said they could see old grey horses and hobgoblins in their room every night. No one wants a hobgoblin in their room. No one wants a hobgoblin. A goblin, fine. A hobgoblin. A hobgoblin, no. Jesus, excessive. The men fought at the time when they were fighting. They went their separate ways. But then when they crossed paths again, the two men, Clinton and Burgess, were so frightened of Smith that they shot him. Okay. They killed him because of the fear of his witchy powers. So, the men ended up not being convicted of murder, it being implied at the time they were let off because they had been under the powers of the witch at the time, and that's why they shot him, or they right. were fearful of witchcraft. Okay. That was one of the legacies of the Bell Witch. <laughs> oh, this is good stuff, I like it. <laughs> now, there are explanations, again, mm. theories, if you will. Theories. Behind the Bell Witch. Okay. Which I shall share. Some of which, because there are many. There I'm, are sure many. I'm sure there are a great number. Uh, many people allege the witch came about because the Bell family had taken up too much land and disturbed graves. They had shook up a spirit that did not want to be disturbed in that land. Okay. So that's your supernatural side. Yeah. If you want to stick to that, pretty normal. Then, yep, okay. But if it wasn't a spirit, could there have been a human explanation for the horrors? Well, Was it Betsy? I don't think... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a random thing to... Mm. It's a bizarre thing for a child to come up with if and you, keep mm, going for such a long time. A long time. Well, look at the Enfield poltergeist. True, 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 true. That's very Those true. sorts of things. I mean, it's a very, very far apart. But, but a similar situation, really. So, similar yeah, situation. Maybe yeah. So, but, yes. We only have limited records, but yeah. is that it? Is it Betsy? who's been acting up. And people believe this. People mm. came from miles around believing this haunting was taking place. No questions asked. Questions asked probably at the time a little bit. <laughs> Another theory, which I really like the energy of if it's true, is that the perpetrator was Richard Powell. Professor Richard Powell, who was oh, okay. Betsy's former teacher, because he liked Betsy. Oh. He held a torch for her. He was right. much older than her. He wanted to marry her. She got into a relationship with Joshua. He took matters in his own hands to torment her and the family, to drive her mad. That he was allegedly a ventriloquist as well as a student of the occult and a genius in all subjects and had that's... devised this three-year campaign of torment. That's dedication. Betsy ended up marrying Powell. Yeah, I mean... Broke off with Joshua, yeah. married Powell later on. Now, that only is weird if you believe that he's been tormenting yeah. her for that long and that he got his wish. Yeah, that one I'm not so not so convinced by, mm. I have to say. The death of John Bell. Yes. He did die in that house. As we said, he was old. But people believe he was deliberately poisoned with... Arsenic! <laughs> Astigalam! 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 Right. This, this, this black liquid. Black doesn't really fit in it with the story, run, yeah. <laughs> but the arsenic does burn blue, yeah. if that's to be believed as well. <laughs> it, the symptoms that he had beforehand apparently were consistent with arsenic poisoning. People thought, you know, whether it's specifically arsenic isn't the point. They think that there was a campaign of hate against the family and that John may have been poisoned by a rival neighbour yeah. who was annoyed about the land. 
by his slaves. That is probably far more, prob far more probable. A lot of cases of anti-slavers, anti-slavery attacks, slaves attacking their master yeah. to get free. Maybe the whole thing was his workers. Maybe the whole thing were the slaves orchestrating mm. this torment on the family going, well, you know, look at our lives. What have you done? And trying to get rid of them and to kill them and drive them to an early grave mm. so they could be free. So maybe it was all just a big ploy. The Bell Witch is often called Kate, Kate Batts, because people believe that she is the spirit of Kate Batts, a former neighbour of the Bell family. Now, she was a resident of Red River. She was not liked. She was apparently very bitter. She actually worked relentlessly on her farm and her husband was paralysed. So you can understand why she was, mm. you know, a hardworking <laughs> and probably a bitter woman. But she constantly sought attention from others, was constantly acting up and messing about so this whole narrative starts that Kate had died and decided to come back and haunt John Bell and she was the one who was clamoring and shouting and demanding attention the problem is is that Kate outlived John technically <laughs> several years these are all real people yeah that's problematic but others say well if she survived maybe she poisoned him maybe mm. she was again outside wanting attention throwing her voice banging on the doors banging on the windows just if you're that gone, if she was that crazy and was just like, you know what, for attention and just for entertainment, I'm going to torment this family. But how she she's not getting any attention from that. But it's it's creating a myth, isn't it? It's creating yes, this crazy, if you, if you crazy... Want, if you want attention about me, 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 then that's <laughs> not really working if you're doing things anonymously. Well, maybe she was happy. <laughs> maybe she was happy to, to be the Bell Witch. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mabes, mabes, maybe. Whatever the real story behind the Bell Witch, there are plenty of people who believe they've encountered the spirit or a descendant of the spirit over the years and remain convinced that this piece of land in Tennessee is haunted by a vengeful and very vocal spirit <laughs> to this day. A chilling story for the season that did result in death and related murders. There was murder. But that is the story. <laughs> Of the Bell Witch. I mean, it's a good story. <laughs> it's a good story. It's all bollocks, but it's a good story. It's a difficult one because when you're writing it, you're going, there's so much here, but this is, this, so much of this is bollocks. Yeah, I mean, But yeah. people swear down by it. It's, yeah. it's passed into folklore. If you look at those modern haunting stories, the mm. modern haunting stories that we know and that we feel a bit more, oh, that's a bit strange the stuff that happened in the 70s and the 80s and we treat with a little bit more reverence give it a hundred years 200 years everyone's going they're mental oh, and they're absolutely right absolutely yeah. that'd be exactly what it is i suppose that back then there's a lot more credulity people are a lot more credulous in what they will believe mm. and if there is no obvious explanation it is obviously a supernatural explanation yeah because the science is much less advanced or what have you mm. so if yeah if you can't explain something a witch did it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, a wizard did it a wizard did it yes if you don't know why well um, and and again you know it's not there's no coincidence that this is a very you know bible thumping area absolutely. it's a baptist community it just so happens they're all god-fearing bible-wielding yeah. people that is going to be your go-to reason for something weird happening yes you're not you're not going to go and look for a a rational scientific explanation mm. if what if you believe and if you have such fervent beliefs then you yep. will you will readily accept the supernatural explanation because mm. that is yeah because that's what who you are it's what you um, read every and single that's what day. you read every single day absolutely and yeah. your 
So yeah, so I'm, I'm not surprised that people absolutely will will latch onto that, and people will come from miles around, and the story gets embellished, and mm. um, yeah, and, and grows mass into this huge, huge thing from probably mm. what was something a bit weird happening of an evening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and the chap going, oh. It's the weird thing happened last night. Um, mm-hmm. There was some banging outside, and and it just gets grows and grows and grows and grows, and, yeah. and people talk, and it's Chinese whispers, and and people come from miles around, and it gets blown up into this huge thing. That's the thing that makes the story so unbelievable in a way that this ghost was ghost witch was chatting away, yeah. chatting, chatting, chatting. What what I thought could have been more spooky, and and as you said, it's been blown out of proportion. It would be intriguing if actually what happened at that house, there was something genuinely I mean, there unsettling. May, yeah, there, there, I'm sure there probably was some little kernel in the truth in there yeah. somewhere in the middle. There was is... a whisper, a voice. Maybe the children were saying things that were a bit strange and it could have been for any other reason, but it was just a bit unsettling and there yeah. really was something supernatural there maybe but you but... can't see the wood for the trees now unfortunately <laughs> no, 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 no. bloody general jackson rocking up <laughs> yeah. telling everyone in sundry i fought the bell witch that's mm. what i did must have been very very frightening for the family at the time oh, no doubt. Absolutely. and being the center of attention and probably constantly saying no this stuff happened and yeah. you're all taking the piss and as we saw you know from the from the newspaper old school where Betsy is going, no, this really bloody happened to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't, I mean, don't I've, joke. Because I've, I've no doubt that Betsy believed something happened. Then there may have been a perfectly rational explanation mm. for, for us now or something, or in the mm. future. But she believed something supernatural was happening to her. Yeah. Um, which is terrifying. Yeah. And then people coming in, either going, oh, it happened to me too, or, <laughs> or laughing in her face. Exactly. Is, yeah, it's going to be a miserable place to be how john died probably of old age but then this sudden poison element comes in because maybe that explains the malice that was being thrown at the family if it wasn't a supernatural source or does it just add to the story and it does put it back in the papers again but again the, the, <laughs> the, the court case of the two guys yeah. who shot someone because they genuinely yeah. believed the bell witch was after them and uh, that was how powerful their fear was mm. and they got off <laughs> i mean that's mad they got off yeah. On that. You I can mean, read the newspaper reports, but it's sort of like, oh, they didn't have, they had no priors. Their family was yeah. a good character. It just seemed like someone had scared the shit out, the shit of, them. out of them. And they all believed like, no, no, these guys were cursed. Well, what do you think, people? What do you know about the story of the Bell Witch? A great piece of folklore from America. Are there versions of the story that you've heard that you believe in? Have you ever gone to the Bell Witch Cave? Do you know of any hauntings that have happened around there? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of wherever you listen to this episode and share your thoughts and your views. But most importantly, get yourself a bottle of Straga. Oh, definitely get yourself a bottle of Straga. Ultimate Palola. <laughs> you can't say it straight, can you? No, absolutely not. Ultimate Palola. Ultimate Palola. Delicious. Damn good. I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. It was really tasty. That's really, and it's not one of the, usually the really heavy spiritful one. Not that. Nice, shit citrusy. Mm. Oh, it's good. Oh, oh, oh. Suits you. Suits you, sir. Suits you, sir. Get yourself some witchy shit for October. It is the season, people. Make sure that you tag us in any pictures on social media of any cocktails that you are enjoying or what you're doing for Spooky Month. As we've said, we're doing some extra content over on Patreon for Spooky Month, so please feel free to come and join us over there to enjoy all of that. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are... 
trying to kill you. Oh.